I'm Mark. My sister Tara and I are trying to eliminate chaos from all parts of our lives. We talk about it here on Indecent Order. So I don't know what lit a fire under dad's uh, tennis shoes, but lately he has like made it his job to try to beat me on Fitbit challenges, like work week, Monday through Friday, who can get the most steps. And um, basically I smoke him every time. <laughs> Because I'll do something crazy like get seventeen thousand in a in a day, oh. um, and whatnot. But he has been going out regularly to try to beat me. So he'll go walk up this one county road because I think there and back is two miles maybe. So he'll go out and do this like a couple times a day to try to add steps. And he'll I'll just get these random texts from him. Be like, "How are you still beating me? You're beating me by two and a half miles." Um, for the day or whatever. And anyway, so it turns out now he's having, he's having some joint problems. So he told me he's not going to challenge me this week. Oh no. I know. He went, he, he went to the doctor about it. Oh, how old are his shoes? He needs new shoes. I don't think it's shoes. I think it's just straight up. His knees or what? I, yeah. Knees. uh, He told me a bunch of other stuff. Let me look, let me look back at my text thread. Tell him to get new shoes, please. Okay. Or ask him how old his shoes are. How about that? I mean, I don't I don't really totally subscribe to the fact that that's what bothers people. I just threw away a pair of shoes that I've had for years, and they've been fine. It's just they look really trashy. You know, they're very worn. I think it's I a think, scam. Mm, By Nike. Y'all are, y- y'all's family is a little weird with shoes. I'm about replacing them if necessary, I think. At least for me, I think my body is sensitive to things that are not correct. Like especially on the bike, if it if something's off, yeah, I feel it right. and I get, I get hurt and injured because of that. But, I mean, I think biking might be a little different though than some other stuff because there is such a big machine that you're. Right. I mean, it's it's very repetitive, and you're, um, you're locked into a plane. You know, you're not really doing. Um, 3d movement that's just right right exactly exactly dad goes this was wednesday i just got your updated step count i was leading and then you added 3500 no way am i going to challenge that tonight i'm going to bed congrats i think signed your elderly father (laughs) (laughs) and i said well i I went to tap class and got a few thousand steps so and that starts at 7 30 so that's why i beat him that day Mm. did you see the end result of the week of this past week, dad beat me. Yeah. By like 500 steps. I know. Believe me. I know we were, <laughs> we were neck and neck and he kept texting me about it. Let's see. Let me see what happened here. Why did he beat me? So dad got for the week, 50,898 steps. I got 50,335. He's, he's 71 now. Indeed. That correct? Yep. That's right. Why did I do so bad this week? It's because Monday, what happened Monday? The kids were off school. I only got 6,000 steps on Monday. That's why. Because I got, I'm just going to go through the Monday through Friday. I got 6,000, 14,000, 10,000, 8,000, 10,000. And normally I'm getting so many steps on Monday. Mondays usually is a minimum of like 13,000. So to get half of that kind of set the tone for the week, I think. Plus I worked and certain jobs, like I just don't get a lot of steps on. I'm just in one room, you know. But it's been kind of fun to like go back and forth with dad on this. But he did say um, he's going to the doctor this week. Jeez. Yeah, too much, too fast. 
Maybe, maybe. I mean, for cycling, they say, you know, only increase your mileage by 10% per week. So he might have ramped up really fast. He might have. He goes, oh, I texted him on Friday. I said, Dad, you turkey, you're beating me. And he goes, hmm, how'd that happen? The lights are out and I'm headed to bed. Um, Since mom initiated this challenge, it goes by Eastern time and it's midnight there. So unless you've got 600 steps in the last 10 minutes, it's all over except the crying. (laughs) Wow. Dad is savage. I know. He is savage. That's hilarious. I know. So uh, let's talk about, this is the big topic that I really want to get to. Can we talk about your dating life? Yes. Today? Is that acceptable? I think that's the plan. Okay. Oh, good. Where do we begin? I don't know. Maybe I should give, huh? The Alice in Wonderland quote, start at the beginning. I'm going to start at the beginning. Do you want to give a little summary or shall I? I think you might be able to sum it up. Because yeah, I'm, I'm lost. Right, you might get bogged down in the details. Okay, so how about I'll summarize. Yeah, I do that. You, you chime in. Yeah. Okay. Mark is a 31-year-old. Wait, are you no. no. Oh, snap. Sorry. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> cut. Cut. Mark is a 30-year-old young man with a bachelor's degree in... Computer science? Nope. No. Computer engineering? Nope. Computer forensics? Nope. That was my master's. Computer information technology. Computer information technology. Boom. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) From Purdue University. He also holds a master's degree from Purdue University in computer forensics. Cyber forensics. Dang it. Cyber forensics. Cyber sounds cooler. It does, but it's a weird word. Okay, so you're a uh, highly educated young man, single, never been married, no children. You own a car. You have a really cool apartment in downtown Dallas. You are gainfully employed, well gainful. I mean, you are well taken care of, like not well taken care of. That's the wrong term. You do well for yourself. You're a no Christian. Dog. Huh? No dog. Sorry, ladies. No dog. Oh, no dog. I really, I really think you got to think about getting a dog. Hold on. Pin that. Pin that. We're coming back. Okay. So you spent an, a number of years at Purdue University. You were highly involved in the marching band during um, undergrad and grad school. And then during grad school and your tenure there as a professor, by the way, three years being a visiting professor, um, you were very involved with like Habitat for Humanity cycling races, uh, charitable fundraising through cycling. You rode your bike across the country three times for various things. One was a race, two were for Habitat for Humanity. Um, in, fact, you helped, <laughs> in fact, you helped organize these races or, or a lot of the rides. So, you know, as we talked about earlier, you're, you're very good at like risk Mitigation, um, risk aversion. Oh my bad! I got my phone. I thought I had it. So you, you, you're a handsome young man. You're fit. You're not overweight necessarily. I, <laughs> I mean, know you joke about your tummy, but you. Don't my BMI that. is a little, little slightly high, but. Um, I'm working on it. I mean, I think you are a catch. Here's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. You are 
interesting. You are an interested person. Talking to you is really fun because I feel like you're interested in what I have to say. And I'm a listener. You are a good listener. listener. You're an Enneagram nine and Enneagram nines are just nice to be around. I feel like all this to say dating has been a challenge for you. It has. And would you say that dating was probably not a priority during your education years? Yeah, I would, I would say so for maybe a couple of reasons. I mean, I, I did date, let's see, like my junior and senior year. Um, and then she broke it off senior year during finals week. Oh, oh that was awful. Because <laughs> then you came to my house after finals were over and you just like stared at a wall for like three days. I was like, Mark, you okay? You're like, yeah, I'm good. And then you would go back to the wall as if it was a TV. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> I'm worried about you. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot of that. Oh, Mark, I remember so well. I was just like, oh my gosh. I must have blacked right? it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then in grad school and like as a professor, you know, so the grad school program was two year program. Took me four years, actually. Fun fact. I was slow. But actually, uh, in my defense, nobody really finishes that program in two years. It's more like two and a half or three, at least. So, you know, by the time I finished my first year of grad school, every year I'm thinking I am leaving, going to finish in a year. So I, I never like wanted to start something. So first year of grad school ended spring 2011. Then I, I ended up graduating in 2014. And then I came from home. From your master's in 2014? I did, yes. Okay, yeah. And then after grad school, I ended up working at a bicycle shop for a year. So like moving back home, anticipated that was going to be a temporary situation. It was. Because you were thinking maybe months like or weeks. It could have even R- been. Right. I was anticipating a job offer within a couple months and then that didn't um, happen. Um, so called up my old professor. I'm like, Hey, I need some career advice. We met up for lunch and he got me the job at Purdue. And so that's a year contract. Uh, so I'm thinking I'm only going to be there a year and then they renewed it. So I'm thinking, Oh, I'm only going to be here another year. Then they renewed it again. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm only going to be here one more year. And, and then that was the end of my time up in Indiana. So really, when you were like, I'm only going to be here a year, you didn't really want to start a relationship because you didn't feel like that was enough time. Right. So that's been the past, you know, seven years or so. You <laughs> Poor thing. That's awful. You know, just always thinking I'm moving or something. I, I mean, I guess as a professor there... Recently, the last year or two, I was looking more because I'm like, oh, forget this, because maybe I'll never think I'm staying in a place for long. So I'm like, I just I got to do some dating. So that's maybe when I got more serious on the dating apps. I feel like what you found is that online dating is almost impossible, like not impossible, but it's it's not been fruitful. <laughs> um, yeah, that would not be inaccurate. Do you think that, um, can we talk about these apps by name or should we not name them? Sure. Yeah, that's great. Maybe this will help somebody someday somewhere. Well, it seems like your experience has been that um, some apps are good in some cities 
and some oh, yeah. are not so good. Like if I'm remembering right, while you were like your last year or two at Purdue, you were uh, as a prof- professor, you were using what were you using? Match eHarmony. Well, no, before that, coffee meets bagel. I don't, I guess it doesn't matter. I don't know which one you're <laughs> using. And then I was like, try eHarmony. And oh, then that's right. That's right. That's when you were like, oh, this is so much better because you did not have a, a lot of luck with those other ones. Yeah. So ended up hopping over to eHarmony for, I don't know if I bought like a six month thing or I must have bought a year because that would have been Thanksgiving 2017. And then I just let it lapse Thanksgiving 2018 because here in Dallas, eHarmony is not the one for you. <laughs> so it's just dead or what? Uh, was talking to our cousin, Jen, and she said eHarmony is where all the old people are. So don't and, know. Uh, for the record, she lives in Dallas as well. Yes. So got off eHarmony because I don't think I had, actually, yeah, didn't have a single date on eHarmony in Dallas. Dang. But then when I hopped over, so I hopped over to back over to Coffee Meets Bagel. So the I think the history of Coffee Meets Bagels is like when it first started out, you had to like tie it to your Facebook account and you would only get matches with like mutual friends on Facebook. So you had to have some sort of connection. Like, yeah, that makes sense. A couple degrees of separation or something. And now it seems like, um, like I don't know anybody here in Dallas and, but it gives me matches now. Um, so got back. So I like ran out of matches there in Indiana. And, uh, so that's why I came back to it here in Dallas. And then I think that first week, you know, I had a couple dates or something. So it worked right away. So when you have a date or how, how much do you want to break this down? Here's why this matters. Here's why I want to know how, how deep you want to dive into this because I'm an open book. Huh? I'm an open book. Well, but for listeners too, like I'm 11 years older than you and I think you're a wonderful person. I mean, I babysat you. I took care of you. This is what I'm like your other. I mean, your family, you're supposed to say these things. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, fine. Just I was interrupting your compliments because I, I dismiss compliments. Well, don't dismiss them. But here, here's why it matters to I'm me, though, and, and maybe why it matters to a listener. Um, it, I just feel like I, I have maternal feelings towards you. You're like my other child that has always okay. been in my life. I mean, you were... How, what, how old did we decide you were when Dave and I got married? I think you were, well, I was 20 and so you were nine years old. So, you know, you've just always been in my adult life, but you were still a child. So, um, I just want you to be happy and I know that you want to have a family. So this is why this matters to me. Um, also I really want to get invited to a wedding, a really fun wedding. I'm so tired of not being invited to weddings. I, I was invited to my friend Robin's wedding, but it was really far away, so I didn't go. But, mm. like, no one invites me to weddings. I, hey. I don't know. I missed the window or something. So, um, this last weekend, I was in a, or at a wedding in Indiana. There was a woman groomsman. So, oh, can I, can I ask you on the air, will you be my best man? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Now, what did she wear? A black dress? 
Uh, no, I think she matched all the other ladies. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I've never attended a wedding with a, a female um, attendant on the, on the man's side, but that would be cool. I've seen pictures. That would be cool. Yeah, it was cool. All right. Well, okay. Is your Are your bike rides across the country, are those in your profiles? They might be. Let me check. Um, at least on Coffee Meets Bagel, like there's another thing where you have like little icebreaker questions. And so I think I listed like that fun fact about me in there. How do I view my profile? Here we go. Yes. So in my profile, I've ridden across the United States three times. You said ridden? Yeah. I, I wonder I if you should change that to cycled. I've ridden across the U.S. three times on my bicycle. Oh, okay. Okay. Most recently a race. Because I feel like that's enough to intrigue me about a person who would do no. that. No one. Most people do not ask about that. They don't ask. No. That is bonkers. We've talked about the pulling on threads thing. Yeah. Like you dangle a thread out there, hoping the person will pull, pull the thread. I feel like I got a few things in my profile that could be interesting topics to talk about, but usually doesn't happen. Uh, what are your, what are those threads? G- give me some besides the bike race. Oh dear. Um, like my bike ride that I um, organized for Habitat, um, you know, former professor, what I do for work. Um, I feel like I'm not selling myself here. <laughs> no, but see, those those all have really interesting information. First of all, um, organizing the race, just the... Um, it's a ride, but yeah. Whatever. For, for clarity, for the record. So sorry. Organizing the ride uh, requires so many skills that I think would be uh, attractive for a potential dating partner. Um, also, Habitat for Humanity means you have a heart for disadvantaged um, and you're willing to give your time to that. What were the other ones, did you say? I was just talking about what I do for work. Or okay. that was a cyber forensic. Just the word forensic should like light off all kinds of women. We're all obsessed with true crime. Come on. Usually doesn't happen. Oh, I'm so mad about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I need a wedding. I need babies. I need to be Auntie Tara. Come on. This is this is very frustrating. Plus, I want you happy. It's not about all about me. That's that's the Enneagram three. It's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, three is a performer, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, I was getting I was getting it mixed up with the the two, the helper, because you're like helping me right now. I might have a two wing, maybe. Oh, really? Okay. I I mean, <clears throat> the last time I took a an Enneagram test, it said that my wings are balanced, meaning. I didn't lean one way or the other towards two oh, or four. Okay. But I do love to help. I really do. I might be a, a two wing. And that's mom and dad's influence for sure. They are helpers to the max. Oh, yeah. Into who I am, I think. They're amazing. They really are. So you sent me a link earlier. I did not listen to it, but a link to a podcast episode about, the, about Enneagram and online dating. Did you listen to that? I got through about 40 minutes of it uh, before we started recording um, right now. So 
actually <laughs> found this through I've been talking to a woman on Match and she was on another podcast and so she briefly talks about some dating and she's like a counselor uh, therapist licensed therapist in the Dallas area and so I went and looked her up on that episode because um, I mentioned in our messages back and forth that we had recorded a couple episodes and she mentioned that she was a guest on this thing so this was what was it called the the date podcast was that it I don't know and she also goes through each of the, the Enneagram types with the hosts. Pretty interesting. As far as um, dating, in, in regards to dating. I mean, they, I haven't, it sounds like I was just about to start the part where they talk about like compatibility and things, but it sounds like, you know, any of the, the types are compatible with one another. If you're like a healthy type, like of your yeah. own type. Yeah. So sounds like, a little bit of a, a similar experience with some of the online dating and stuff. I mean, she didn't go too much into it, but, um, you know, it's hard. It's hard for everybody. It's kind of cool that you found out about that. Was that in her profile that she was, that she talks about these things? Or you just, no, we just, we were just messaging and I mentioned our podcast and she's like, Oh, I was on a guest on this thing. She's got a mic. She was thinking about starting her own, her own. Um, oh, I got to look it up. Oh, snap. If she goes and listens to this and I forgot already what hers is about. I'm sorry. I put you on the spot though. No, it's okay. No, it, it sounds like really good. Let me see. Basically the idea of bragging about or laughing about times you failed or just like bummer things happening to you in a therapeutic but funny way. Basically attempting to to uh, you know, be the antidote for our Instagram perfect world we live in. I and, want to be uh, her first guest. What's that? I want you? to be her first guest. I want her on here. Yeah. Here's what I want to happen <laughs> <laughs> in my silly mind. I want to go to, on a date with her. And then I want her to come on the show and give feedback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that sounds awful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, yeah, but I, I do want to hear, I do like hearing other people's perspectives on, on this dating scene. Well, and, and back to your dating experience. Um, so you, you've gone on a number of like one-time dates, like kind of like a coffee situation or a lunch or. Yeah, I, I've actually found, um, well, I was doing a lot of coffee dates in Indiana uh, for whatever reason and doing a lot of um meals like dinners here maybe maybe because my schedule is more flexible up there as a professor yeah so here i just you know do stuff after work um yeah a lot of first you know first dates mm, couple seconds one third so it's a mixed bag well the first i guess what gets me I, oh man i'm gonna sound really angry again <laughs> so sorry that's not really very appealing to listen to <clears throat> So a lot of those first time, like one and only once and done, I say lots. You have shown me a couple of screenshots. Wait, should I say that? But <laughs> probably not. Cut that. Cut. Uh, but, no, it's fine. <laughs> you have shown me uh, a couple times or have told me that the way a woman might break it off after one date is she's like, 
I don't feel at peace about this or I've prayed about this and I'm not moving forward. I guess it's a combo of that. I've, I've, I think one of them at least was like, you know, I've been praying about this and I just don't feel at peace about it. And I remember feeling very offended by that because I'm like, I'm sorry. I prayed about it. I feel great about it. So what do you do with that? <laughs> I'm like, don't Jesus juke me. <laughs> yeah. That's not fun. Or I get the one, what's the, I was telling you about this the other day of, um, you know, I don't see this going anywhere or whatever. And then I'm like, uh, I don't like your lack of imagination. All right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, really, I just want the ladies just to say, not interested. Thanks for the date and move on. I mean, no games. No games. So to you, I don't feel at peace about this or this isn't going forward. That sounds like a game to you. I don't know. What's the, you see the movie, um, What Women Want? Oh man, years and years ago. You remember the, like, she's working on this ad campaign for like Nike or somebody. No games, just sports. <laughs> That's funny. I think they're coming out with a What Men Want movie soon. I, I feel like I need to go back and watch What Women Want now that I'm in my 40s. I feel like I would have a greater appreciation. It might be funnier now, you know? Mm, maybe that can be homework we can discuss. Listen, speaking of funny, we took our kids to go see Spider-Man the other day. Spider-Man, the cartoon mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And it was so good. Into my, the Spider-Verse, I think that's what it was called. My hairstylist said it was really good, too. And, like, listen, though I'm in a family of, of nerds, I'm not really, I, I'm not well-versed in superhero movies or Stuff like that. And I was I was smiling the whole time watching that movie. That's fun. I know. And Dave was like, well, that's Marvel. Marvel movies are just funny and good. And I was like, well, I have no idea. Mm. Now, I'm a, now I'm a Marvel fan. Mm, I disagree. I'm, oh, really? I'm a Marvel hater. I'm all a superhero movie hater, actually. Are you really? Yeah. Why? You know, I don't know. They just don't have a plot. The character, No character development. It's just random bad guys and explosions and, you know, predictable. I don't. I will say, I don't think this Spider-Man was like that. I thought they yeah. had great character development, especially for the, the main character. No, yeah, any of the Iron Man, uh, the little... You don't like Iron Man? No. Okay, see, Dave and the boys really like Iron Man. Oh, see, people talk about these things on Facebook or something, and, you know, they build up these movies, and then I, like, go into them very disappointed. Oh, gosh, that like, happens to me so much. And then I'm, like, judging my friends. I'm like, you have no taste in movies. I mean, I can enjoy these Marvel movies for, you know, the entertainment factor, you know, if I set aside my critiques, you know, it's fine for an hour or two, but as, Diversion. Like, as a story, you know, they're not my shtick. Mm. Well, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed Spider-Man. Like, mm. I loved it. Like happy like dancing out of the theater practically i love hmm. it how would how would you compare that to the, like the lego movie i very much like the lego movie as well this i like all the jokes in lego movies like joke 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 like yeah. my favorite like movie joke kid movie joke is is when they call the one character um stroke death stroke death instead of death stroke 
it's just funny to me. I don't know. So, but I, I actually liked the Spider-Man significantly better than the Lego movie. And I don't mind the Lego really? movie. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think too, the, lead, the lead character. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. I was trying to jump back, but you keep going. No, well, the lead character is a middle schooler and somehow they captured that really well. And, you know, my oldest child is a middle schooler and just, I don't know. I just liked it. Mm. Nice. All right. Let's, let's get back, back down to business. No games. So Just back, sports. back in the, <laughs> um, back in the day, New Kids on the Block was my favorite band. That band is a stretch. Um, it was my favorite group, and they had a had a uh, album. Was it an album or a song called No Games? No more games. It's about positivity. I don't know. It's not about being tough. It's about being smart. Yes, sucker. That was Mark Wahlberg. No. Marky Mark? Mark? No, 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 no. His brother, Donnie. Donnie. He had that Boston accent. Mm. It's not about being... Is it, no, it's not about being soft. No, it's not about being soft. It's about being smart. I don't know. He said... I just remember him saying smart. Oh, yeah. Uh, as Sorry. A, as an aside, there's a, um, a Mark Wahlberg like fake account on Insta, uh, not Instagram, uh, Twitter called uh, Research Mark, and it's hilarious. It's about statistics and academia. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Of Mark Wahlberg. That's me, so good. Let me let me look up one while we're talking, and I can give you a line. It'll have like some nice photo of Mark Wahlberg, and you know the meme font. Sup? Have you heard the latest stats joke? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I keep to myself. I learned stats on the mean streets of violated assumptions and limited sample sizes. I don't like to talk about it much. <laughs> I like that. And it's got like some of these are black and white and maybe with the shirt off. I don't know. <laughs> it's awesome. You know, I had to take stat in my undergrad. Yeah, me too. And well, it was the worst. Who did you have? Some TA. I didn't have a TA. I had this full-blown, incredibly smart professor who was head in the clouds. He could not teach. He was so smart. He could not teach. I would mm. go home and just work. I remember doing six problems and it took me six hours and I was so upset because I didn't understand it. And I went to him during office hours. I'm like, this took me six hours. And he was like, well, that's excessive. I'm like, uh, this is a failure on your part. I actually had Dave, you know, we were dating. I had him help me with my stat homework. He never took statistics, but he was a mathy kind of person. So he would just like look at the book and be like, oh, okay, here's how you do this. I'm like, I don't know this. It was awful. Yeah, I hated that class. It's like the dirty secret of academia and <laughs> probably not a secret. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't get any training on teaching. Like I had really nothing. You know, I, I had yeah. substitute taught actually throughout college at the middle school back home. But like, otherwise, no. Well, it's kind of like running a business, right? I started a business because I liked organizing, but I don't I didn't know anything about business. I've had to like learn mm -hmm. how to run a business. It's right. I think it's a classic problem. It's like you're, yeah. They hire these professors because they're subject matter experts, not because they can teach. Yes, yes, yes. The teaching is secondary. Yeah. Unfortunately. 
But anyway, where were we? We digress. We've massively digressed. Sorry. It's okay. Ebbs and flows. No games, just sports. <laughs> Can that be the title of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No more games. It's about positivity. Hold on, I gotta look at the... I gotta look at Oh, maybe it's the Get Hard remix. <laughs> the kids get hard. Wait, that... No, oh god, it is. Oh my gosh, that's the title of the remix. The actual New Kids remix. That's very awkward. Okay, hmm. here it goes. It goes, no more games is about positivity. And positivity is not about being soft. It's about being smart, you sucker. Ain't it funky now? Yeah. Ain't it funky now? Yeah. <laughs> games, 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 games. <laughs> I'm not making that up. What else do you want to know about dating in the 2010s? I just wonder, <clears throat> I don't know if this is a question that you can necessarily answer until, you know, until it happens, but I just wonder if in real life is still better for that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, meeting in person would be great, but I don't know. It's hard to find folks. Well, listen, we've talked about this um, off mic before where like, okay, so someone of your demographic, the best place to meet people probably is church or work. Work is not really an option because you have a small team and there's just not. I mean, there's a bunch of people at work, but I, you know, I'm in, I'm behind another set of doors that are, you know, you got to swipe in. So like, there's nobody, you know, kind of coming through. So we're, we're kind of isolated. Do y'all have a cafeteria? I feel like you should have lunch in your cafeteria. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a place upstairs. Do you eat there? Sometimes, yeah. I want you to eat there and take your dog that you're going to get. <laughs> oh I don't know how that's going to work. No, don't really take a dog. Um, <clears throat> but really, honestly and truly for Christians, probably the ideal place to meet someone is at church. You know, Dave and I met in marching band, but it was because I was wearing like a God Rocks hat. <laughs> 1995 okay so he nice. knew i was a christian nice. <laughs> oh gosh oh, my light just okay. shut off motion sensor i must be moving a lot because i have a motion sensor on my closet light too and it has not turned off <laughs> um so it was church you know not church adjacent but he knew i was a christian so right. I, I think your best chance of meeting someone is at church however moving to dallas really has been hard because the churches there are pretty stingy with their members. I don't know how to say it. They Oh yeah, just the one. Oh, it's just the one? I just feel like even online they're like, you can't really do anything until you go through these eighteen weeks of training or something. I don't know. Not training, but membership. <laughs> yeah, no, for the people. I was going to a church for three or four months and they have a four step membership process. And if you were trying to do it as fast as possible, which I was, you wouldn't be able to do it uh, sooner than three months, maybe four. So the problem is that you have to be a member to join a small group. So, you know, wasn't able to join a small group and meet, make friends there, even though I was at that church for four months. And you, I mean, you tried in real life too. You would speak to people at church. Yeah. Oh, and that, that church yourself? is that those small groups are same sex only 
Same sex only. Same sex only. That is insane. So I don't know how Christian men and women meet. Well, didn't you bring that up to somebody there? How do you yeah, meet? Like another like small group leader. I asked him about it. I'm like, how do, how do Christian men and women meet? He's like, I don't know. Christian mingle? Christian mingle. Christian tingle. What's weird about that to what me? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't a... It's like a skit, a YouTube thing. There's a skit, I think, oh, okay. about Christian Tingle. <laughs> Just stupid. Um, sound good. Yeah, don't Google that. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> oh, what I was going to say about that church is it's not like it was tiny. This is a mega church in the area. Yeah, like massive. Dallas is full of mega churches, right? Seems like it. So this is a very well established church. Very big. They've probably got all the systems in place, and no one could answer how Christian single men meet Christian single women in the church. That's insanity. Maybe I wrong, asked the wrong people. <clears throat> I mean, maybe, maybe, which is why I would not name the church or something. That just hopefully was an outlier. But I will say today at my church, they um, are do uh, the small groups are starting for spring. They do semester small groups. Okay, so I think they start in another week or something and there's an online directory and you can search for small groups by distance or day of the week or interests like running or cooking or whatever. And their whole thing is the term they use is free market. We have a free market small group. You are free to join whatever small group. That Uh, is completely opposite of that church. They want, you're locked into a small group. You sign a commitment for that small group for one year, two oh hours God. weekly. So it's more like a discipleship group. It's really not. It's, it's an accountability group. Okay, cool. But like, how about, what about the people who aren't able to commit to that much time? What about people who are reluctant? That's insane. So a semester it's at, a, it's at our a big jump like, from like not a member to member. That's a, it's a huge jump, huge jump. Yeah. So what's that middle step? Like there's got to be, like at my old church, you I kind of like You intend indefinitely, I guess. I do like that at my old church, they had um, community groups, which were like a lot of times it was married couples or, you know, any like just people, right? And they would do a book or whatever. But then there were discipleship groups. So community groups was like sort of the entry point. And there was like a new member community group too. Like if you were new, come to this one, we'll get you acclimated. And then the discipleship groups, those are the ones where you signed a thing for like a year and like you're in this, it's important, you know, invest in each other, that kind of thing. And those were, those were usually gender segregated. I think, I don't think there were any mixed ones cause it went so deep, you know, it would be awkward if it was. Right. Um, but at our new church, I say new, we've been there a year and a half, but um, at this church, you can, you can do whatever you want based on interest. They have like bow hunting small groups so that you can hang out with a bunch of people who've got a similar interest and you're with each other and you're connecting and they'll, they'll do like a little, you know, prayer or little Bible study thing, but you also do the thing that's your common interest. And I feel like, God, what a way to meet people. I know that's not the point. No, that is the point. The whole sermon today was to get people to sign up for small groups. And it was like, you cannot do life alone. You need people. God made us that way. Be with others. And I just don't get the sense that you're finding that in Dallas. I mean, that that was like some of the first things that um, those greeter kind of people at that church told me. It's like, it's so important to get involved and be part of a small group. And I'm like, yes, yes, I'm on your team. 
I'm already sold. And then I'm like trying to get involved and it, it's impossible. Um, it'd be easier to join a gang than to join that church. <laughs> it was so uh, difficult there. Um, you know, they're, they're saying one thing, like it's important to get involved, but you, you couldn't. I just don't get how they don't see that disconnect. 